Hey everybody, welcome to C3 Films. Today we're going to be doing It Wasn't That Good about Ghost in the Shell um, from 2017. I'm Cheryl and this is... Chris. So we're going to be talking about um, this movie as well as probably the original one in 1995. So spoiler, if you haven't seen either film, you might want to watch it first and then come back and check us out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mom. Like this movie. So I've seen this movie twice now and I actually saw this movie in theaters when it came out in 2017. And the feeling I walked away from with, with the 2017 one was that this movie isn't the train wreck I was expecting it to be. It's actually very enjoyable in parts and the story makes sense overall for why they did the things that they did but they literally they literally tried to legitimize their casting choice through the story itself and that is not cool yeah um i yeah i i feel like it gave us I feel like it was more well-rounded, so to say. Mm -hmm. um, but I I did have a big problem with Scarlett Johansson. So, I mean, let's let's just rip off the Band-Aid here. Um, let's do it. <laughs> like, sh I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but I don't know why. <laughs> they, <laughs> they casted her as a clearly Japanese character. I would understand if they were going to cast whoever, like if they casted everyone that way and they, they had predominantly white characters um, and such playing the role of, you know, just different ethnicities than the original. But they literally yeah. only changed her, the main character, to being a white person and i'm sorry about you know like we're we're gonna be a little political here um it's, it's really hard not to because of how offensive and upsetting it is and it literally ruins the movie i think if they didn't do that and they didn't write like even if they did kept this like keep the story the way that they wrote it yeah. where um, like that's not her original body and she was uh, actually um, what, what is it Motoko yeah Motoko Kusanagi um, and and they just had a Japanese person playing that character as the shell as well yeah um, it would have been it would not have bad yeah it would have been a pretty good movie I would have been like yeah this is a good movie but it's so hard to watch the movie and not be bothered by seeing Scarlett Johansson like yeah she did a great job and everything but I'm just a, a, a little annoyed that she even accepted this role <laughs> yeah so it, there's a couple of issues here because the movie actually suffers from them working so hard to try and not give away like the quote-unquote twist because she has moments where she says, this is Major. Major's not a name, it's a title. And she does have a name in this movie. Her name is like Mira 
like what, Mira Klein or something like that, which is funny because the initials are MK, um, also Motoko Kusanagi. But they go out of their way to say like, oh, this is major, oh, I'm major, instead of saying this is the major or this is major Klein. Like they are, they're basically not fully leaning into the story because they want you to like, they don't want to say that this is like, Motoko um, like Kusanagi, but at the same time, they don't want to say that it's a completely different character. So they play this middle ground where even though she has a name, no one calls her Major Klein or, or, Major, or Major Mira. They, they never say that. Even at the end of the movie when she discovers who she is, and it, it, it baffles me. She's at the end of the movie and they play this whole thing where she says, um, this is major blah, 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 whatever, and I give I give my consent or I don't give my consent. And then at the end of the movie, she just says, this is major. That, but that's not her name. So she doesn't say this is major Mira. This is right before um, Takeshi, uh, uh, beat Takeshi is going to kill like the cutter, the main villain of the movie. She says, like, she says, this is major, not major um, Kusanagi, this not major Klein nothing she just says this is major and i give my consent and it's such it it's such a weak part of the movie and it's like at, that's the point where you can say this is major kusanagi and i gave my i gave my consent because now she knows who she is but they were worried so much about like not trying to, they tried to play this middle ground and this, unfortunately the story suffers for it mm-hmm yeah, uh, I mean, there's just a whole lot of... I, I just wish that they didn't try to force her into this movie. I mean, obviously they did it because, you know, she's Scarlett right. Johansson. She's A-list. She's going to make capital, right? But, right. But then we turn out with this movie that is trivial. And I think they even had... They, they like ran some tests to try to make her look more Japanese, which is even worse. Worse. Yeah, but yeah, like there's no getting away from it, and it's the funny. The thing that made me laugh was like, I forget the other guy's name. Um, the guy that was not pro his project two five seven one in this movie, as opposed to two five zero one in the animated version, but um, that. That guy, I think they said like his name. His real name was like Hayato, or or it was it was a Japanese name, and it was another guy that was in a white body. And I was like, I remember laughing out loud, thinking to myself, Oh, so apparently a lot of white people die in the in this world because they just have a bunch of white bodies just lying around to like put like Japanese brains into. I guess aren't they like <laughs> manu right, they're manufactured though? They're they're shells, so they're not actually bodies. They're that's right. Yeah, so, so apparently people die, and everyone, they only make white body parts. So. <laughs> yes, and that's and it's very upsetting, too, because then you start to realize that outside of Beat Takeshi, like, all of the main characters, and I'm talking about not people who have, like, a couple of lines of dialogue. I'm talking about people that affect the plot and the course of the story. All of them are white characters in this Neo-Tokyo aesthetic world. And some of the other roles were also recast. Like the guy that plays Ishikawa is a brown guy and Ishikawa is clearly a Japanese name. Um, Bato, I never know of 
he's Japanese or, or anything in the original series, but Bato doesn't sound like an American name. Um, but yeah, and so it's hard to get past, it's hard to get past it because as, as a whole, in this universe, you can understand the reality that people can swap their bodies, they can swap their brain out and put it into another body. That is legit and that works within the context of this universe. But when you use it as a way to try to get away with the controversy that comes from you casting a white actress in a role that is traditionally Japanese, I mean, Kusanagi, like Motoko Kusanagi is not anything other than a Japanese name. Then it, it really just feels like you're trying to be like, see, this is why this works. And it, it, works, to legit, it works to legitimize you doing a crappy thing. And... When you see, um, when you see Scarlett Johansson hugging her mom at the end of the movie, I literally cringe because it it felt wrong. It I was so awkward. It really felt weird. Yeah, it was like, why why would they? I don't know. It, it's just a lot of why, and you know, <laughs> you know that they know they knew that they were doing a bad thing, because I mean, well, it was all over the news, and they were doing tests. Yeah. To try to make her look more Asian. So, like, obviously, you should probably rethink your cast. Uh, at least the main character. So, for me, when I when I saw Bato, I know the name was not, you know, it doesn't sound white. But in the yeah. anime, he looks white. So, yeah, to does. me, it's acceptable that he's played by someone who looks like the anime. And I thought that was cool. But then right. I was like, but, but, you know, like, a lot of the characters that were in the live action look like the, um, the anime, except for the yeah. main character. And that's why, like, if you're gonna do that for everyone else, then you should have done that for the main character, too. Because otherwise, <laughs> like, what what is your excuse for for doing that if, if you were gonna follow everything else so close to the T except for this yeah. one thing yeah I mean and the argument that people made um, was that without an A-lister like Scarlett Johansson then the movie wouldn't have got made and that's why they they just had to cast you know somebody that wasn't Japanese in the in the role it's ironic too because Rila Fukushima is in the movie but you know, wouldn't even know it because she plays the robot geisha that you see at the start of the film. Oh. <laughs> so they did cast a Japanese actress in the movie and one that's pretty, that is, you know, fairly well known, but you wouldn't even know it. <laughs> that you don't even see, you don't get to see their faces. So even, even when she has that flashback, when she gets her memory of her and um, the, the other the other uh ghost in the shell this yeah this this it's, movie's puppet master yeah I remember his name. it's blurry you you can't see them like you just see their shadowy figures and they have dark hair so you're like oh okay that's them and they're Asian. <laughs> but you don't get to see their faces i mean she's not gonna look like scarlett johansson anyway because i know they do that when they don't want to show that person the actor's face because you can tell, like, oh, that's obviously not what Scarlett Johansson looked like. 
but it's not supposed to look like her at all, supposedly, in this movie. So why not show the actor's face? <laughs> why mm -hmm. are you blurring out the face? They And I think it's because the movie is trying to play it in the middle. Um, it's because just they don't want... <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate, but yeah, they they didn't want people to be able to look at the actress they got and say, "Oh, that's actually who Motoko Kusanagi is." If you don't have a face to associate with it, then you can't have a face to say to to visualize instead of Scott Johansson's because we never actually got to see what Motoko really looked like. So now no one actually knows, and that and that means that in your Ghost in the Shell movie universe, there is only one face of Motoko Kusanagi, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. So, moving away from racism, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just talk about other aspects of the movie. I I would yeah. say that I I definitely enjoyed the origins aspect of you know not particularly majors, but um, mm -hmm. but Bato. It was cool to see how Bato got his eyes. Uh, and stuff yeah. like that and and just kind of being able to flesh out the characters a little bit more I, I did miss the team I didn't feel like the team was a team until the very end and I, I feel like we didn't get to know the non-white characters of the team nope. uh, which was unfortunate um, the other thing that I thought was weird was that only one guy was speaking Japanese and the chief and everyone would just responded him in English and I don't understand why because that's because they got beat Takeshi to be uh, Chief Aramaki and beat Takeshi was just like you're lucky I'm in this movie I'm not gonna speak English for none of y'all y'all just got to deal with me speaking Japanese because that's what I speak so deal with it you lucky I'm here that's right. why so they're just sacrificing a good movie so they could have their cast. So, yeah. Yep. It's... I mean, at least they're consistent. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, there was just a lot of weird stuff like that. And the whole thing with her going back to see her mom was weird for me. Because she just, like, shows up. And then her mom was like, yeah, come in. Have some tea come with me. Stranger, some strange I person I've never seen before and I have no idea who you are. And I'm just going to have a, I'm just going to, you know, converse with you over tea. And then, and she, she still doesn't know. <laughs> she sensed her though because she's a mother. She's she so lonely. Her. So lonely. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, a person. Um, <laughs> and, and then when uh, Scarlett Johansson is leaving, she's like, Will you come back and visit me? <laughs> this person I just met and never seen before. It just, yeah. yeah. And I, I had to watch that scene all the way through before I wrote my notes because I was like, am I gonna, is something going to happen where it's like, oh, she figures out that that's my daughter? But no. It's just weird. Yeah. It's just 100% weird, awkward, unrealistic, and confusing. No, you're you're right, and that's it's it's unfortunate because there are other parts of the movie that I do like. Like I like I like the world. I liked seeing some of the sci-fi elements in the world around them. Um, and but the problem is that it doesn't seem as much like this movie is focused on 
everyone being used to like the world around them as much as the animated version was. Like this movie still seems like it's people coming to terms with the world changing. Whereas in the animated movie, it's like the world has already changed and we're already used to it. Um, and the question in this movie is also different. So like in our segment on the animated film, I was saying that the, um, the animated film feels more introspective and this feels more like an action movie. And the other part of that is that the question in the animated film seems to be, who am I? While the question in this film is, who was I? And you can feel the difference in storytelling. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other, but it does mean that they are very two different films. Very much so. Yeah, I definitely picked up on that. Like, her character is very different. And one of the things that... It's actually one of the things that I didn't like about the live-action film is how weak and insecure they make Major. Like, this is not the same woman that I just watched in the 1995 version. Why is she so insecure and afraid and everything? Um, I didn't think they needed, needed to do that to her. Um, and it just... I mean, I guess she had flaws, but she doesn't particularly grow at the end either because she's still very, you know, kind of timid. And the other thing I didn't like is how they kind of, even though she wasn't naked, like, you know, the nudity in the, in the animated film, yeah, they somehow still sexualized her, um, especially like in the club when that guy was no. like getting all up in her space, and I was like, "This is ill." And they also kind of made it into a romance. Like it wasn't very, very heavy on the romance, but they put it <laughs> like they made they made her have a romantic relationship with um, the. I guess the villain, the puppet master of this movie. Yeah. And I didn't like that either. I was like, you didn't need that. You didn't need any of that. And for, you know, they they copied a lot of stuff, like, to the T. They borrowed almost, um, like, they copied... Shot for shot. Shot for shot, yeah. Scenes from the animated film. And I'm like, if you're going to copy that movie so closely... Why don't you copy it a little bit more? <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they couldn't commit. If there's anything that I'm noticing with us talking about the film is that it's really trying to, as they say, you know, have your cake and eat it too. It is really like trying to skirt, like skirt this line and you, and you feel it. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, there are parts that can really work. But I think a lot of the things that you that you said are right on the money, and it's it's really it's really too bad. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It it just I just feel like it had so much potential to be a really amazing remake, and they just like failed so hard in like major places, major places yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the major places. <laughs> um that like it just made it have to be on this show it wasn't that good (laughs) 
right? Um, like, I, I can't really put it any better than that. No, um, no, like, you've, you've touched on a lot of the things that, like, that I wanted to say, too. I think that if I'm going to just look at it from a story perspective, I don't think that this story is as interesting as uh, what I saw in the animated version, even though, like, in essence, both stories are simple. But this story is about revenge, while the animated story is about um, discovery, like, who, like, identity. Like, it's really, like, the story is really tied into the theme. And that's why the, I think the animated film works a little more, is because the story and theme are tied together. The story and theme of this movie aren't really tied to the, together. I can't even really tell you what the theme is in this movie. Like, there are aspects of the question of what does it mean to be human, but they never really fully, like, dive in because they're focused more on the question of what is this company doing? Who was I? What did they take from me? And how are we going to get revenge on them? And just in general, that's a weaker story. It's why, like movies as awesome as John Wick is, it's a revenge story that is light on light on plot. Because a lot of times when you make revenge stories, that's kind of how those movies are going to fall. And though one other thing that I was going to say is that you talked about how Major doesn't really have an arc or change. And that is a direct result of the question be the primary question being asked in this movie of who was I versus who am I? Because when you ask a question of who am I, you're dealing in the present and then in the present you can change. When you ask the question of who was I, the discovery of who you were does not change who you are now. The only difference is that now you have information that you did not have about yourself from before. And because the movie focuses on that so much, the major in present doesn't really get to change. She's still who she is by the end of the movie, but the only difference now is that she doesn't have masters and she knows that she was a Japanese woman at one point. And that's it. Yeah, they definitely switched the gears up so it was more about like a you know, it's 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 about the corporate you know, uh, commercialism where they're just trying to make money and you know, being really whatever they whatever they can so that they profit despite the the questionable ethics um <laughs> and and right. basically just the evolution of technology and how you know technology can be used for the worst so i feel like that's what the themes became and that's mm. not as strong and it's it's also very you know common overused and you know the the villain is black not black and white uh or is black and white or you know in this case white yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah <laughs> yeah there's no there's no gray the puppet master in the animated version is is a, a an antagonist that is simply trying to to find himself and find life this villain is just like, I want money and I'm going to do whatever I can to get it. And there's no there's no middle ground where you can look at the villain and say, oh, I get where they're coming from. No, he's he's just he's just evil. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the weakest parts of this movie is the fact that it loses the nuance of the original 
of the animated version. And in that, and in my opinion, that's why I don't think that this is as enjoyable of a movie on top of the controversy that we addressed at the start of this segment. I will say though, that it was a lot easier to watch because it, it flowed. Um, the pacing was just quicker and the, I guess maybe part of it had, had to do with that most of it was in English. So it was a tad bit easier to understand. Plus I watched the 1995 version right before. So I already had an idea of what it was going to be about. Um, did you watch with subtitles? I just didn't, I didn't think to ask. Did you watch it with subtitles or did you watch it in English? The 1995 version subtitles. Okay. Yeah. I watched, I actually watched the 1995 version in English cause I like the English voice cast. Uh... Okay, well, maybe that's why I had some problems. <laughs> you had to read too much. <laughs> Watch it again in English. <laughs> but, yeah, um, on the same, uh, the same place that we watched this live-action version, you could watch the English version of this. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Well, I watched it on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah, I just, I thought, and, and it looked cool. It looked pretty good. Not that the anime didn't look good but you know and mm. it was just it was kind of pretty it was a pretty film um yeah and it, it wasn't like the most amazing amazingly shot and gorgeous film i've ever seen but you know it looked good um it didn't look as good as blade runner <laughs> no i was i was literally just thinking that i was like yeah, I, I get where you're going and i was literally about <laughs> that's to say, all right like, does not look as good as Blade Runner. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, which don't even bother watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, because actually, in comparison, the world looks pretty generic. And I know I also said that I like the way the world looked, but thinking back on it, in comparison to other sci-fi worlds that we've seen, this is probably the most basic. Even even in the um, 1995 film, that mm -hmm. feels more detailed and decorated and defined and unique then it has more of a personality yeah than the live action film where you're just you're just in a place that like the, i think the problem is because they didn't spend a lot of time showing you the world and they focused more on the character and the character not growing <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a weird balance because they definitely did things opposite of the the animated version but i think we would both it sounds like we're both in agreement that we think the animated the original version is the stronger more superior version of this film even if this film is a little easier to digest yeah definitely that's i couldn't i couldn't say it any better than that <laughs> well put well I feel like we've I feel like we've kind of we've gone through everything. I mean, is there anything else, um, any outstanding thoughts you wanted to just uh, wrap up as we close out? Uh, no, I had a lot of like little problems um, that didn't make sense to me. Questions I asked that I couldn't answer, those kind of things. But we don't mm. even talk about it. <laughs> all right. Well, what about all the rest of you out there? Have you seen Ghost in the Shell 2017? What did you guys think about it? Did you like it more than? the 1995 animated version or did you like that one you think that one is the superior film but regardless of whatever you guys thought why don't you give us a comment below let us know and while you're down there if you give us a like share subscribe 
Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we will see you all next time.